Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Islam for Christians, episode 96, Hadith, When the Sun Disappears. This is the uh, Sunan on Nasai collection. This is Hadith 1503. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, There was an eclipse of the sun, and the messenger of Allah got up in a rush, fearing that it might be the hour, meaning, you know, judgment day, the day of judgment, whatever. So he went to the masjid, it's a mosque, where he stood and prayed, standing, bowing, and prostrating for the longest time that I ever saw him do that in prayer. And then he said, These signs that Allah sends do not occur for the death or the birth of anyone, but Allah sends them only to strike fear into his slaves. So if you see any of these things, then hasten to remember God, to call upon him and ask for his forgiveness. If you ever have the privilege of witnessing a full solar eclipse, despite it being only a few minutes long, if you're lucky, Trust me, it will be one of the most memorable experiences of your life. It's totally worth it. Which is weird in modern times, because mentally, you know, on paper, it shouldn't really be all that astounding. Because you know what's coming. You know what's going to happen. You know when it's going to happen. You know why it's going to happen. You know how it will happen and the physics behind it. There is absolutely zero mystery to a modern person witnessing this phenomenon. And yet, there is this epically profound quality to experiencing a solar eclipse. You come away with this sense of wonder that is impossible to describe, and one that's very hard to experience in our modern world. Now, if you ever experience this, here's a tip. Do not focus on the sun. Obviously, you're not going to stare at it anyway. That's a great way to damage your eyes. But the experience, funny enough, it's not in the sky. It's on the ground. Go to a place with plenty of nature, and you'll see some crazy things. For instance, the crickets start making noise almost immediately. They don't really understand what's happening. They just think it's a two-minute night. The animals treat it so routinely. It's very strange. Uh, but again, they, they're instinctual. It's like, oh, wow, the temperature just dropped like 20 degrees. Uh, the sun is gone. Must be night. Um, but the mystical quality of the eclipse is a strictly human phenomenon. And mystical it is. The sun disappears. Uh, in my case, this was June in the southern United States. So it was a hot and humid day, almost overbearing heat. And yet, the sun disappears. The temperature plummets. The birds go silent and the crickets sing. And the mundane turns instantly into sublime wonder. You look around at people, saying with your eyes, can you believe this? 
your chest swells as you look around and soak it in, overcome with wonder. And that's the modern response. This is someone who knows everything about what's happening. So now, just imagine that same situation in the ancient world. You're there. You're baking in the desert sun as usual. And suddenly, the sun disappears. The temperature drops. And you don't know why any of this is happening. And you're not even certain the sun will come back. You don't know that for sure. But it's a wondrous experience. And a rare one. So it's usually associated with some kind of major event when this happens. In this case, the Muslims thought it had something to do with the death of Muhammad's infant son. Muhammad, on the other hand, was having none of that. And let me give credit where credit is due. Because more so than most leaders in history, Muhammad was able to resist the ego trap. The idea that you are now the center of the universe. It wasn't about him. And he made sure to say so. He said, that eclipse, that is God's message to you. And it's the message that he is in charge and very powerful. The sun does whatever he wants the sun to do. Allah is the one who controls where the celestial bodies go and when. And an eclipse is just one more sign of God or from God. So what did Muhammad do when the sun disappeared? The same thing he did whenever there was a major event. He prayed for as long as anyone had seen him pray. Now remember, the total eclipse, it's only a few minutes. If you're lucky, maybe four minutes at the long end. But the partial eclipse, that lasts for hours. So it takes a while until the sun is completely in view. You know, it, it's the epic mystical experience. That's just like four minutes, but the whole eclipse itself, that's like half the day. So it's a drawn out experience. If you want to imagine just how long Muhammad was praying here, Muhammad wanted to be sure that the sun would go back to where it was supposed to be. And if this was the judgment, he sure as heck wanted to be ready for it. So he went to the masjid, the mosque which is a pretty good place to be if God is about to render judgment on the world. I've had that thought in church sometimes too. You know, if Jesus comes back and sees me here, we're cool, right? I mean, I couldn't possibly be in a better place, right? <laughs> Can God judge me harshly if I'm praying in a church when the world ends? So Muhammad did see meaning in the eclipse. And for a man without access to modern astronomy, his response was actually quite logical. Muhammad didn't try to invent some kind of myth around it or to turn it into something grander than it already was. He saw something extraordinary, something unexplainable, and he prayed. And he told his people to do the same. And there is a lesson in that the God-centric approach to life that is being demonstrated here. You know, deflecting attempts to be self-centered, as Muhammad did here, 
to always be focusing on God, even when the order of nature is being upended before your eyes. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Inshallah. Thank you for listening to Islam for Christians. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep this show ad-free, you can also visit my Patreon page and subscribe. I'm at patreon.com slash Islam for Christians. That's patreon.com slash Islam for Christians.